Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hot lyrics coming out our mouths. We are working all the time. Swift fun, poli-sci gags, with social comments that are fine. Got crazy verses, 80s beats, musicals ignite our flame. We feel the heat, we lose control, we're so excited. Now come and listen to our musical talk, musical talk. We're talking history with our musical talk, musical talk, musical talk. We're talking history with a musical talk. Lloyd Kaufman brought us here to examine toxic life and satisfy our need for gore and musicals. Musical talk. We're talking history with a musical talk. Musical talk. Musical talk. We're talking history with a musical talk. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is a song that should have been in the Toxic Avenger musical. How did they leave out Body Talk? That should be top 40 today, like at this very moment. Come on. Yes, most definitely. 100% top 40 worthy song. Where is it? So this leads us to say that we have a different kind of a podcast today because... We have a special guest. We have a very special guest from another podcast. Won't you introduce yourself, please? Hi, I'm Steven, last name withheld from... (laughs) (laughs) Like after that song, you can't uh, admit who he is now? (laughs) No, it's it's a thing with our show. We don't use our last names. Oh, Um, that's fair. A little bit of anonymity is always nice when you work in a professional environment. And we have a a show that gets a little bit raunchy sometimes. It's um, every horror movie on Netflix. It's exactly what you think it is. We started a journey uh, four years ago this month to... Go A to Z through one of the most trash selections of horror movies on any streaming service. And somehow I, I am still here. Somehow I get up and I, 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 I put, my, put my pants on every morning and go into the world and don't want to die after watching all of this horrible garbage for so long. <laughs> well, then you must be doing the right thing, man. Definitely. So welcome again, folks, to Talking Musical History. I am Kevin. And I'm Chris. So welcome, Stephen, to our our show. Yes, wonderful. <laughs> yes, thanks for having me. I'm delighted to be here. Toxic Avenger, the musical, which is not on on Netflix, but it is mm-hmm. on Broadway HD. Yeah, Broadway HD. Thank goodness for Tracy Kumarmi who uh, 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 gifted us a Broadway HD membership, so we can delve more into different musicals. This has been uh, a really fun musical, specifically for me as a horror fan. I know like uh, Steve like uh, had some fun with it too. I think, um, and yeah, uh, this sure. would be a real. It's gonna be a real humdinger of a show. Well, you guys have great fans. I mean, I'm still paying for my own Netflix subscription at this point. So <laughs> that's awesome that you were gifted Broadway HD. Wow, I want to dig more into that. Yeah, there's some really cool stuff on there, um, which we will also cover later on. Today, I don't know if you, you got it from the song or from us like uh, uh, talking about it, but we are going to talk about... Uh, Toxic Avenger the musical, right, uh, based off of Lloyd Kaufman's story, Toxic Avenger, uh, that uh, was released in 1984. Um, Lloyd Kaufman, a very crazy human individual uh, that... Uh, um, like uh, never really wanted to be a filmmaker. So um, yeah, Lloyd Kaufman, a uh, great filmmaker, went to Yale and uh, uh, met up with some film students and like uh, basically fell in love with film and thus uh, Tromaville uh, sort of gets birthed from his passion. And- 
and the friends he's been able to gather together and build his crazy concoctions of filmmaking. I will say he was a childhood hero of mine. I mean, I wanted to be a filmmaker when I was younger, and he, you know, wrote a couple of books about how to make a movie for like almost no money. And if you lived in New York in the 80s and 90s, that like he was like the only way aside from like, you know, TV series to get constant work. You know, this is where James Gunn comes from, you know, with Tromeo and Juliet. Um, I know there are a couple others who had their start with him. This is a very his figure looms very large in my life. Yeah, definitely. And he actually uh, had the opportunity to work on Rocky and did a film with Oliver Stone. Oh, no I way. Mean, like, he is like serious. Yeah. Film I didn't know Craig. that. Wow. Yeah, like uh, who knew, right? He's kind of kind of the Roger Corman of the East Coast, I think. That's right. a great way to put that it. That is yeah. exactly right. Mm-hmm. And actually, Roger Corman is what sort of inspired him to become a filmmaker. That makes perfect sense, right? Yeah, <laughs> he. I think he wanted to be like like he was studying Chinese at, at Yale, and he wanted to be, um, uh, I, I think, a sociologist or something like that. Uh, and huh. I, I have no idea how that would have worked at all. Has he seen I don't see him fitting television? in those shoes now. <laughs> Has he seen himself in film? We're going to be talking about the Toxic Avenger musical and then all of the sort of entities that are sort of in the Toxie sphere and the, the, the Tox universe. The the, yeah, the Toxiverse? The, the Toxic universe. The Toxiverse, there we go. The Toxiverse. The Toxiverse. Yeah. Yeah, no, the, t- the TCU. The Toxic <laughs> the, Cinematic the Universe. TCU. Yeah. The yeah. Toxic, oh my gosh. The Toxic Cinematic Universe. Lloyd Kaufman is like shitting his pants right now. Well, there's that new <laughs> movie coming out with Peter Dinklage, right? Exactly. So it does the, it seem like it's become Marvel. The TCU <laughs> is expanding. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, well, why don't we uh, uh, we can start with that, because I, I know people are excited to like the true fans, the true believers um, yeah, of Tromaville, of Tromaville. Right. Yeah. Um, they are going to be excited to know that Peter Dinklage is going to be playing a Melvin like character. Um, they, they, they said that it, it is loosely based on the film. Um, in a matter of speaking. But like and a lot of people are like, oh, it's loosely based on the film It's going to suck. And I'm like, but- Lloyd Kaufman even said it's better than what we wrote. Oh, no shit. Not only that, Toxic Crusader is loosely based on the film. Toxic Crusader is nothing like the film. The musical is nothing like the film, Mm -hmm. right? Like, they're all, like, just loosely based. They're all, like, sort of some sort of, like, alternate dimension Toxie. And there's actually a Toxic Crusader movie about an alternate dimension Toxie, which is odd enough. So maybe it's the, the, how do I want to say this, the TCMU, the, the, the... Toxic Crusader multi universe, multiverse, multi universe. Yeah, oh. I mean because it sounds like any any time anybody touches this property, they take the core ingredients and turn it into something completely different, and yet it's still Tromaville. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's awesome. <laughs> well, we wanted to have a special Halloween episode, so this Ooh. this spooky fit the bill a looser kind of conversation between the three of us about the toxic Avenger and the toxic Avenger musical. All right. Well, let's, let's talk so, about the music. Uh, let's talk about the new movie. Cause I said, we were going to talk about that. Exactly. And we really haven't said much yet. Yeah. So, all right. So legendary, uh, legendary pictures is, uh, working on the new toxic Avenger remake and they just finished it. Um, it's Elijah Wood is in it. I don't know who he's playing. Um, uh, Macon Blair is uh, on uh, is directing the film, and Kevin Bacon is the villain, and Peter Dinklage is going to be the Melvin character, like I mentioned before. I'm really interested to see like Kevin Bacon as a villain, mm-hmm. and like I really, oh, hope, yeah. I really hope that they like make it like toxic, right? Because like uh, uh, Kevin and I were talking about this before, before you arrived, uh, Stephen, and like it, Toxic Avenger is not like. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, right? I think Attack of the Killer Tomatoes would make a great musical too. Um, maybe even better than Toxic Avenger, honestly, um, because I I feel like there's just like some random things set up in it that like yeah. sort of like lend itself to just being like zany and nonsensical as well. And they both had their children's TV shows that were on the air as well. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. No, yeah. And they both had t- children's TV show, 100%. And like, like I just, I really want to see Kevin Bacon petting a white cat like he's Dr. Evil. Ooh. Like, oh, you know what man. I mean? Yeah. <laughs> or the villain and Inspector Gadget throw a metal glove <laughs> on there. I'm here Claw. for it. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Claw. Yeah. Um, so, 
I, I, I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. I wasn't 100% like, I thought that Peter Dinklage wouldn't be playing Melvin. I'm not sure how, like, I assume Melvin's not going to be a teenager. I would assume I, not. You cannot imagine Peter like, Dinklage playing a teenager, I mean, I'll say that. <laughs> especially after the bomb with Dear Evan Hansen, I don't think they're going to do any more of that. Oh my goodness, have you guys seen that movie? Uh, no. Is no. it good? No. I mean, no, I have not seen it, but also I know inherently that it is not good. Like, I tried <laughs> to see it and I couldn't. I mean, I mean the story the that was like, I'm sorry, oh. this is a tangent, but like. Oh, it just opened and closed and yeah. nobody. Oh, wow. It came out when we were on vacation. And then by the time we got back and we wanted to go see a movie, it was gone. Well, the actor is like in his late 20s. Supposedly yeah. playing a teenager. Yep. I mean, I kind of have to see it just for the cringe factor. But even the, I don't know. I I had a friend who was very into the musical and the soundtrack yeah. when it came out, and I thought even that was kind of cringy, story wise. Um, that we're that we're supposed to sympathize with this this creep. Yeah. Um, honestly, we're, we we were uh, when we talk about newsies in our next episode, yeah. and we're sorry that this isn't newsies. We promised newsies, but you're getting Toxic Avenger, so deal with it. Uh, that being said. <laughs> Newsies has the same problem for me. Like, they're too old. All of them are too old to be newsboys. I'm sorry. Like, it'd be nice if they were younger. The, the, like, in the movie, it's better, but in the musical? The musical, they look like they're freaking 30. Like, 30-year-old dancing newsboys. Yeah. And I'm sure the ladies love it. They should probably be kids. You put kids in Annie. Mm-hmm. Like, and, then, and then you can yeah. believe in the child exploitation better. But we're not here to talk about newsies. We're here to talk about Toxie. Toxie. Toxie would protect the newsies, though. Yes. He would probably, like, punch a hole through Pulitzer. I could see that. One. <laughs> 100%, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you totally would, right? Yeah. I mean, You're I don't know. To- cancer! Yeah. I mean, Toxie does commit some surprising murders in this musical. So yeah. I don't know. I feel like maybe uh, he maybe one newsie... Wouldn't make it. Yeah, He'd have yeah. to kill one before He'd he realized be that he should sympathize with him to protect him. It would be crotchy. Because like yeah. you had that, that in the movie, you had that uh, like like young thirteen year old uh, probably kid who's run over by the like uh, uh, you know the bozo the bozo and, and slug sluggo. Yeah. I think slug. It's a pretty cool musical. Uh, I had fun with it. I, I my biggest problem was is that Toxie doesn't really save anybody. Yeah. I mean, he saves Sarah. Sarah. But like, that's the love interest. That's the talk about the influence of Roger Corman. You know, there was somebody who referenced Little Shop of Horrors. I thought of that while watching the musical, actually. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That makes perfect sense. And and the nerdy Seymour-ish type with Melvin compared with the, you know, the, the Audrey who is. Yeah. Definitely you know, can see that, definitely. She's not physically blind, but she's blind Well, Audrey's to, blind to her situation, Well, right? that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. she's not physically blind, right. but, yeah, she is blind to her situation, so. Right. I mean, thankfully, the character that we get in this as an analog for her is not, is not the battered woman trope. Um, yeah, no, I, she, she's very self-reliant, honestly, right? Yeah. Sarah's not afraid to get into the mix or, like, be a part of, like, the solution. She's just, you know, they, they, they play the character's comedy, so she's not really much help in many situations, but she tries to be. Mm-hmm. Though, well, I think they should have given her, like, a Hawkeye moment, you know? Like... Hawkeye saves the universe with a single arrow. Like, the well, blind woman saves the universe <laughs> with a cane or something. Oh, that, that could have been there, fun. There's yeah. an interview, actually, with Emma Salvo. If you watch the performance on Broadway HD, you will see Emma Salvo as Sarah. And there is a WordPress interview with her saying, there were two things that really attracted me to Sarah as a character. As far as working on shows goes, I had the chance to work with Benji Spearing, the brilliant director early in the year, and he is completely bonkers and simultaneously brilliant, so I knew I had to work with him again. Also, the character itself, what I love about Sarah is that she has no limits. Nothing will stop her, whether that is achieving her dream goal or dream man, all of those things. I thought it was so wonderful to see a character who was so self-confident in all those things and won't let anything, including her visual impairments, stop her. 
No, that's uh, that's really awesome. And like Sarah is a really incredible character. Um, I mean, obviously, like in the in the movie um, and in the musical, she's sort of being taken advantage of uh, by a lot of different people, specifically the mayor who runs the Good Earth Company, um, like sort of puts her in charge of the library, specifically, I assume, because she's blind and she Mm -hmm. doesn't want certain records to be acknowledged or found out. That's why I hired a blind librarian. Right. (laughs) Um, And it it just seems like, uh, um, you know, uh, basically how biz- uh, basically how big business runs, right? You know, you, you put incompetent people in areas of government or, or business where you don't want it to succeed. So and- they can turn a blind eye to it. Oh. Right? I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, no, you're 100% right. That was a great pun, though. The musical itself was written by Memphis Tony Award-winning duo... Joe DiPietro for the book and lyrics and David Bryan for the music and lyrics. David Bryan actually comes from Bon Jovi. What? What's the connection there? This is where he got his start. Like he's, he was in the band? He was in in the band. Oh, no way. Okay. That makes a little bit of sense. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Toxic Avenger. Buy a Bon Jovi. (laughs) It's all coming together now. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Take a wild guess as to where it premiered in 2008. Uh, Jersey? Yeah. Ah. I mean, I would assume so. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And it scored an off-Broadway next year. And... It's just a really fun, like, it reminded me of the, it had that same vibe of Evil Dead, the musical, you know, that same kind of source 80s material to a bonkers, like, what the fuck is happening kind of musical that you just, you can't. You can't take it seriously. Like, you just, the whole point is to not take it seriously. You just can't. yeah. Yeah. If you close your eyes and you like listen to the music, sometimes it feels like really sweet and really empowering. And For you sure. Really think you're watching the Toxic Avenger musical, but Hot then Toxic Love, <laughs> Delexa, or I'm gonna kick, 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 kick your ass. <laughs> I will save New Jersey. I will save New Jersey. <laughs> a lot of catchy numbers for sure. I did find quite a few of them to be kind of derivative, though. Oh, super derivative. And like, not in like a winking at the audience sort of way. Like, there were two different songs where I thought it was just a revamp of Sweet Transvestite. Like the the mayor's introduction, and then I think Toxie has a song that kind of riffs on that a little bit as well. Uh, catchy nonetheless. It definitely has some catchy numbers. Well, to be fair though, like uh, uh, I feel like Toxic Avenger in general is like this whole like Lloyd Kaufman like took all of these great like spots and movies and culture and whatnot and just like threw it in a vat and like like sort of stirred it with a cynical spoon and then like <laughs> added a, t- a like a, a, a bunch of like national lampoon style, like zany, like debauchery, like on top of it. Right. Like, um, I mean, cause it, it feels like, um, uh, it, it feels like clockwork orange in some spots. Mm-hmm. Right. And then like, it feels like animal house in some spots. Right. And it feels like, it feels like all of these like great cultural films, mm-hmm. but it's just like, like gross, outlandish humor that for some reason has this like, hey, what are we doing to New Jersey right now? What are we doing to the world? Yeah. And I mean, for those of you that don't know, because I will be honest, I have never seen the Toxic Avenger movie. Well, you have now. Until I (laughs) was preparing for this podcast. Yeah. I had heard about it. It was something that I had seen in like the, you know, I knew of its existence. You, you, there's no way you could have escaped not knowing about the Toxic Avenger movie in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. And I actually saw the musical first a couple of years ago. And then let's have Steve, Steven on from a horror podcast. Well, we can have them on, oh, perfect, for Halloween. Mm-hmm. And I'll watch this one 80s B horror movie that I've never <laughs> seen before that... It was I'm mean, like the, the acting itself was pretty brilliant. I have to say for the, the you know, well, the, he, he, yeah. he makes a choice, right? Like unlike uh, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes or um, like it, it's like it's like the reefer madness choices, right? Yeah. Like they are like the whole show is about like overacting, like <gasps> like, you know, the whole like clutching your pearls. Oh, my God. Is that a reefer stick? 
You know, like the same, it's the same mm. feeling around the Toxic Avenger. Mm-hmm. Ah, hideously deformed creature of superhuman size and strength. Why is that so long? Dave, for those of you that don't know, Toxic Avenger is started this this guy called Melvin. He's, you know, the nerd, the, you know, the underdog. He gets made fun of and he is thrown into this. He throws himself because he's trying to escape the bullies and he throws himself into a vat of toxic waste. And then that transforms him into this hideously deformed creature of superhuman size and strength with a heart of gold. Like the Hulk. (laughs) It's like the Hulk in a way. Yeah, no, most definitely the Hulk, right? Except he doesn't get to change back. Right. I mean, in the movie, there's a movie where he gets turned back into Melvin. Okay. But that's a completely different story. Right. He gets turned back again. The devil made him do it. The devil made him do it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I got to check out those sequels. There's, what, three of them, I think? (laughs) No, there's four films. Like, so so, uh, for those of you that don't uh, quite know how big Toxic is, so there's a movie, obviously, by Legendary that's coming soon. First, there was a 1984 Toxic Avenger. There was the Toxic Avenger Part 2, the Toxic Avenger Part 3, The Last Temptation of Toxie, Citizen Toxie, the Toxic Avenger uh, 4, uh, Toxic Crusaders that had 13 episodes, and three video games. There are video games? Yeah. Color me intrigued. (laughs) On NES, Game Boy, and Sega Genesis. Okay, well, I know what I'm doing when I get home tonight. (laughs) Fascinating. I I don't think they were very good. But, like, uh, Lloyd Kaufman went on the Angry Video Nerd, and he, like, basically was forced to play his video games by the Angry Video Nerd. And, like, every complaint the Angry Video Nerd had, he had an answer for that seemed reasonable. Like, Lloyd Kaufman is so crazy. (laughs) <laughs> and a great businessman. I mean, he can he, he can talk it up. Yeah, he can definitely talk it up. <laughs> he, he is like queer adjacent somehow, right? Lloyd Kaufman has been featured in a couple of documentaries recently where he is fully dressed as a woman with makeup and oh, everything, oh. and it's not a joke. Hmm. He's not. Which thank hmm. God, because that would be super no, inappropriate, no, I don't and he would like get that. canceled immediately. But I've never like found an interview or anything where he's explained like where his intersectionality is at this point. But I, I thought I, that was wonderful and fascinating. He doesn't look at things like everyone else does. Like he he's just like like even even when he talks about filmmaking, he thinks his films are art. I mean, they are. Like he he just I mean, just like a, a Picasso is, right? Or a Dolly. Mm-hmm. Like like that's the kind of art he presents, right? He's not trying to make uh, a Spider-Man film or AI. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's Dolly on a shoestring. <laughs> yeah. Dolly, dolly with duct tape. Duct tape Dolly. We duct call tape him. Dolly. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I'm looking to see if he is gay because now I'm intrigued. Lloyd Kaufman, as a gay man, as a gay married man, I've wept profusely, th- and this is uh, six years ago. Beneath the guts. Interview with Lloyd Kaufman of Trauma Entertainment by Michael, uh, and there's a very name I don't want to butcher, but it's by a gentleman named Michael, and he talks with, uh, so it looks like he is gay. Wonderful. I'm I'm happy to hear Mm -hmm. this news. Um, No wonder he was such a hero to me (laughs) as a young boy. (laughs) Layers and layers. He's a he's a layered person. That's like uh, you know, and uh, um, actually, someone pointed out like how similar he is to John Waters. Yes, like he's like the like the the John Waters version of John Waters. Horror schlock. Yeah, I would say right because I I feel like John Waters would be like I am kind of horror. Oh, absolutely. I mean, Serial Mom. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That movie. Yeah. (laughs) Well, we actually talked about that. That was referenced when we were talking about Annie. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, Heavy John Waters energy to the original Toxie movie as well. I mean, just in the sense that also it's like John Waters earlier films before he started working with major studios. It's very low budget and feels a little bit dangerous. You know, it feels a little bit like this is going to even if we're on the same page philosophically. Lloyd Kaufman, I know you're going to push my buttons and make me uncomfortable at some point. Mm-hmm. And I love that energy about yeah, that's his exactly early what John films. does, too. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Before we go into any opportunities for the musical, I do want to say that my favorite number out of all the pieces in the musical was when you have a woman, Ma Ferg, and the mayor. Oh, yeah. 
when she has a duet with herself. It's kind of a brilliant scene. It's right? a tour de force. I mean, oh I God. she's incredible in this entire thing. I think she like she carries the, the whole musical. show. <laughs> For me, she's absolutely brilliant. She is like I I've, I've watched some clips of other performers playing that role, yeah. and it's like nowhere on the same level. Uh, but I was just absolutely stunned that she was able to just like you know, in, there's costume changes happening during the number two, and then she's finally got the costume where she's both of them, and she keeps flipping back and forth on the stage. It, it's incredible. Yeah, and that just I um, it made me think also of another green um, underdog that came. To the stage at around the same time, yeah, all right. Shrek the musical, lots of quick oh costume changes, and they had less resources than Shrek. Um, so definitely, my hats off to all the folks that were putting their heads down, getting the quick change, just going back right, right back out. And it was just you have to be there's physically taxing role to do any of those. Just amazing, but yeah, the the one. You're a bitch, you're a slut, you're a liar, you're yes. a whore. Bitch, bitch, slut, slut, liar, liar, whore. Yeah, that tickled wrote, my fancy for sure. Joker on the sofa from May 2nd, 2019. He said that it compared to, in that scene, it reminded him of another horror musical that I love which is Jekyll and Hyde. It reminded him of the, con- uh, reminded of them of the confrontation. Hmm. Who is this creature? You know, someone coming out and singing, you know, cause Jekyll and Hyde, those are, that's built into the character. But this, it, it was like the mother Ferd and mayor characters were two different characters. That yeah. were only combined for the purposes of having a small cast, and why not have this duet with oneself? I just thought it was just brilliant. I um, really enjoyed what they did with a with a small budget and small cast in this. I mean, we're seeing like a very upscaled version of this production. I was looking at some footage of earlier productions yeah, okay. in, in you know back here in the U.S. that are you know the set sets are much smaller and less ornate. Um, the casts were still pretty small though, but I like that, you know, Bozo and Slug are their names, right? Mm -hmm. Like they get reused as a duo through, as like at least in at least five different iterations throughout the, throughout the musical. uh, Black dude and white dude. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I've also seen it as white dude and ethnic dude. Oh, okay. So if he's not black, he's ethnic. Yeah. Yeah, It's a great show. Actually, I wish that Toxie and Melvin were not the same person and Mm. they would have, like a, a Melvin character that starts off as Melvin until he becomes Toxie and then like pray, plays a different victim every time. Cause like you and I were talking about how it seemed like the musical doesn't have any like points that show Toxie as a hero. Yeah. And it would be really cool if like, like there was like a consistent Melvin character that always needed to be rescued, but like, it's like Toxie's rescuing himself all the time. And that's ah, why he's constantly okay. doing it, right? Because yeah, there's very little motive here, you right? know, except that he wants to get the girl, you know, and that's, you know, as old as time. Um, I like that take, though. I, I, I think that that could definitely, that's an opportunity for growth for definitely. this story yeah. if, yeah. if they were to, to write it in that direction. Yeah, and I, w- I wouldn't expand it too far. I would just like, just to have like, Bozo and Slug are about to drive over the two kids. Mm-hmm. This is after they've killed the the kid on the bike. Um, and Toxie like scoops up the boys before um, uh, the the car get, gets a smash into them. And like it doesn't have to be like that, but I mean like if if Toxie like 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 could help Melvin dressed as an old lady walking across the street, mm-hmm. right? Like just to show like how like the Boy Scout side, mm-hmm. and then like save like saving the kid the kids and like maybe oh they could have like. Uh, um, uh, they could have Bozo and Slug in like some sort of like cardboard cutout car with their mm-hmm. feet and like running at <laughs> yeah. it. They can do all sorts of things. It's like you know whatever. It's just like silliness and like people would get it, right? They'd be like, like, and even if even if they'd never seen the movie before, they'd get it. Yeah. Right. For those of you that watch the Broadway HD version of the Toxic Avenger musical, the white dude is played by Oscar Conlon Mori. The black dude is. Shay Francis. Sounds like a nice hotel. The Shay Francis <laughs> will be there for your every need. Natalie Hope 
is the nun, mother, and villain. For the role of Melvin Ferd Third, that is played by Ben Irish. And we've established that. And, and also, Blind Sarah is the title of her character's name, is played by Emma Salvo. Can I ask, you know, so this, the version we watched came out like roughly 10 years after this debuted on yes. stage. How much of the cast carries over from that original production, if any? None. None? I thought original. at least Toxie was the same guy, but None. no? Okay, wow. They've all been, like, every time I've looked at it, it's been a different cast for the different iterations. Okay. Yeah. That's something that, you know, I'm not a big fan of um, musicals in general, though I'm not opposed to them. I'm in the right place, right? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. He's kidding? Um, but I, 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 I often wonder how frustrating it must be to be a fan of stage musicals, especially Broadway musicals, because, like, the tickets are exorbitant. You know, like, you never... I know very few people who are into that realm of fandom who actually get to see the original thing. You know, like yeah. that, that must be really tough. I mean, it, it took me like, well, obviously I wasn't going to musicals when I was five. So I'll say 34 years, um, let's say roundabout for me to actually see an original Broadway cast of an original Broadway show. Wow. And that is Beetlejuice the musical. Oh, I'm a little jealous. I would love Did to see Did they say that. Beetlejuice three times? <laughs> you know, God, Be- Beetlejuice is easy to summon compared to Candyman. You've right? got to say that five yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. Five, <laughs> times? <laughs> five times? Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> you saved both of their names together. Beetlejuice will be there first. <laughs> <laughs> Beetlejuice, Candyman, Beetlejuice, Be- Candyman, Beetlejuice, Candyman. Oh, Candy- <laughs> Beetlejuice versus Candyman. Let's make this happen. At least there's a comic book. I know. Some totally should do that. <laughs> versus Candyman. That's a pretty interesting idea. No one, no one's ever thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, trademarked. <laughs> All right. Might as well throw in Bloody Mary too, right? Right. I mean, you're talking about naming things that come. Shut up, you dirty-minded people. <laughs> <laughs> All right, not going to follow that path for the betterment of us all. True. It, it, it's tough because, you know, it became a cartoon and people were really worried. It was like, oh, how could this be a cartoon? It's like, listen, Rambo was a cartoon. Uh, freaking Chuck Norris was a cartoon. Those guys shouldn't have been cartoons. Come on. <laughs> I really? still need to look up that Chuck Norris cartoon. I forgot <laughs> I about that. I have no idea about that, but I'll take your word for it. <laughs> no, it's a real thing, unfortunately. I believe you. <laughs> I mean, there's tens of, uh, I mean, there's tons of cartoons that probably should not have been. That being mm-hmm. said, I feel like the Toxic Crusade did the best job of trying to be like, hey, we're we're actually trying to like, you know, like say ugly people aren't necessarily a bad thing. Uh, people that you don't understand aren't necessarily bad. And we're also, destroying the climate. Like, yeah. Don't destroy the climate and be yeah. cool to each other. But, you know, it's you know, the, I, I don't know how good of a message like like how even keeled it made its message because, you know, it's still a kid's show. Yeah. And like I recognize that kids shows. Sometimes usually don't. I, I'll sense. say as a kid, I don't remember. I mean, I remember that being around. I remember the action figures. Yeah, they had like, um, they had Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle based toys. So they were literally like the same style bodies and all of that. Yeah, they just use the same molds and everything and create new heads or whatever. Make them drippier looking. I, I just like monsters as a kid. I don't think I really took away like uh, any powerful messages from Toxic Crusaders. But that said, if it's on YouTube, I'd love to revisit it. I had to remind myself of what era this came into. I had to remind myself that it came in 1984. Yeah. They're literally smoking, right, in yeah. the gym. Yeah. And, like, doing <laughs> sit-ups <laughs> to each other and smoking. And passing Be- it back and forth. And ba- yeah. Like, these these blatantly, like, like homophobic guys. Right. Who, like, for some reason, like, are doing these things that are like, yeah, but are you really? <laughs> and then, like, so I had to remember it's Reagan era. I had to yeah, remember, like. right. You know, yeah, it's a different time. It was the year that George Orwell was found to be somewhat right, actually, unfortunately. Yeah. And um, what shocked me the most was like the language that was used. I was like, you're saying that word? Oh, okay. That's where we are in time. Totally forgot that was a thing. You could but just, knowing like, Lloyd Kaufman, I mean, I think we would say at the time he was pretty woke. 
Yeah. Like he knew, he yeah. knew like this is inappropriate. John Waters did the same thing. Right. I mean, some of yeah. the most abominable language in his films and, and really just kind of outmoded slurs and terms, but he's yeah. using them um, to make us laugh at the fact that people actually say that and mean something by it. I think. Right. And I, I do, I take comfort in the fact that like, the fact that the guy said the N word and the other word were like, yeah. you knew they were like, they were already established as the bully assholes. Yeah. Right. And, and they and, take it a step further by yeah. like running over random people and like uh, mm-hmm. divvying out points for it. Right. I the mean, little like, death race 2000 like, sequence. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, I just, um, that was the thing that was shocking the most, honestly, because I was like, not having seen it originally when like or even when it not when it came out even but like at any point up until this moment and I was like I uh, didn't remember yeah. racial slurs in that movie so I will say I don't know if I can defend I mean that's pretty hard to defend even if it's like a very um like, self-aware joke yeah. uh, but even still even in 1984 I don't know I don't know I might have to talk to Lloyd about that one like <laughs> I just figure out where yeah. his mind was at. And they, it was like, it wasn't one second, even kind of, there was like twice. Cause it was like, and like they repeated and I was like, Oh wow. Okay. Um, well, I mean the, the whole thing is to show like how awful these, these uh, awful, two guys right. are. Yeah. They're, right. they're not shown to be like high citizen. They're not like, you know, they find upstanding citizens or anything. Well, well yeah. Not even like, the mayor was supposed to be a fine. Well, every, everyone's a character. Every, yeah. Everyone's a caricature in the yeah. show. Right. Right. Like, I mean, even Melvin, right. Like where Melvin, like he's this nerd, but he does, he's not very good at his janitor job. And why does he have a janitor job anyway? Shouldn't he right. be like tutoring someone or something? I, like, yeah. what's going on, Melvin? Well, yeah, and what's then, going on in your life? And that's the thing too. Like <laughs> when he when he like he pour he has the the mop and he puts the mop in, in the, the, hot, the tub. hot tub. Like it's like <laughs> I wow. Don't remember that. Like, okay. What are you doing, Melvin? <laughs> like, <laughs> Melvin smokes a lot of pot. Maybe that's, a that's thing. I don't know. <laughs> well, okay, Maybe so the, the hidden part of the story, I don't know. Yeah, this is an issue that I had with the movie, which is a distant memory, um, and the musical that I don't really know who Melvin is. Like I'm not on Melvin's side. It's only as the story develops and I see him develop, you know, romantic feelings for someone that I even begin to care about who he is, what he values, where he comes from, why he has this job. He's a, kind of a cipher. Would would you guys disagree? No, 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 100%. Like you you only start to care about Melvin when he becomes the toxic avenger. Right. Right. right? Like he's kind of like like I wouldn't want him working near me either because he seems to be somewhat of a fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, and not in like a relatable, endearing way. You're laughing at him. Right. Or you're like, meant to, it seems. Yeah. Because he, he's like, he, he doesn't catch on to jokes. And yeah, he's being bullied and he shouldn't be bullied. I 100% like, you know, uh, uh, can connect to that. But like, he he's not good at his job. He he um, like is not good at like avoiding problem scenarios. He seems to always end up in problem scenarios, which you know end up being fine when he's Toxic Avenger. But it's a bad fit for Melvin. I connected with him, but I felt like there was a piece of the character that was missing, and I couldn't quite put my finger on what was missing. After looking at the original film and then looking at the musical again. You knew at least what the character did in the movie for a living. He was a janitor at the gym. Yeah. I missed the 222. I yeah, couldn't same. tell you <laughs> what he did for a living in the musical. I, wow. Yeah. Honestly. Mind blown. I couldn't either. don't know what he did. He was a nerd. Yeah. He was a nerd who frequented... The library, but last time I knew, and, you, and the toxic dump, I guess too. You don't yeah, get don't paid know. for it's being very murky. a nerd by itself. Doesn't he get a job for God, the, if only under could, the mayor though, though? Right? He's basically he's you know blackmailed, right? Yeah, because he finds out. But like, what is like? There's not an establishment of like. Did he have a job before what, his what, mayor? Right, job? What his background fully was? Like, I don't get that. I was gonna say earlier one one problem I have with this the 
the narrative structure of the musical is that it does feel like, like Chris, you were saying, we never really see very many moments of heroism from Toxie in this. It does feel like an origin story, except I feel like I need a prequel origin story. Melvin guy, what does he do? Right. And as someone who watched it before I saw the movie, I did not really understand it. It was mm-hmm. like, okay, obviously this guy fell into some toxic goo, and now he's the toxic Avenger. Okay. And Except I, it. Like, and it's I, not deep, but it's yeah. still, like, as an audience member, I need a little something more to cling to. With Seymour Krellborn, you, 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 you sort of I sort see, of life is an orphan, child in the street. Yeah, he talks about his whole story. We know where he comes from, why he's living with Mr. And we Morshnik. know how he makes his money. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, we, we understand. Most importantly. <laughs> we understand Seymour Krellborn and his story. And Melvin has I'm no Melvin story. I'm Melvin for the third. I'm Melvin for the third. Yeah. Like, the only story Melvin has is love. Something that kind of vexed me about the Toxic Avenger musical is that there is this trend of basically anything can be a, can be a stage musical now, oh, right? Yeah. I mean, anything. Like my trip to the grocery store, I could turn my into a trip musical. To the grocery <laughs> store. Yeah, it, like I could yeah. make a whole musical. But like, especially with like existing IP, like every yeah. movie can be. I feel like generally they're kind of like watered down a bit to become a musical because they're you got to have the full songs, you've yep. got to hit certain beats. Um, and I was wondering, like, is that a like a fairly recent trend? And then no, uh, no I mean, even I'm sure even before Little Shop of Horrors, which again back to Roger Corman, you know, that yeah. was a, a, a film he did that became a musical like very early on that had legendary connections of the late great Howard Ashman and Alan Menken. And if it weren't for them, nobody would be talking about Little Shop of Horrors. Hey, Toxic has a Bon Jovi, dude. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> no, but I, 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 I guess y'all are, are obviously much more well-versed in, in, in this kind of history, but like, was Little Shop of Horrors the model for what we're seeing now? Because there's yes. a Evil Dead musical, there's a Heather's musical, there's a Beetlejuice musical. There's a Reefer Madness musical. In terms of my research, in terms of like what we've done, mm-hmm. I would say that is the first going from a non-musical format to a musical format. Right. I mean, historically, like, turning fiction into a stage play is something that that has been around since since the beginning. Like, you know, like, like, I think, like... Like Frankenstein, the novel was like made famous by being performed on stage oh, before yeah. people even. But but yeah, as far as movie musicals, okay, I I, I really appreciate that I understand yeah. the lineage a little better now because it's oh, totally. been kind of bothering me lately. Like why like, why do we get these things? And, and like the the worst one that I came across was one that I declined to actually go see. Oh, do tell. Um, and that was big. Big like the Tom Hanks. Yeah. I don't know how that would work as a musical. It was so. If you remember the piano sequence, is it is that the whole thing? Is it just piano <laughs> sequence ad infinitum? <laughs> yeah. he, he like for every number he walks over to a giant piano. <laughs> they basically wrote it from there out. It's like a Tom Waits concert. He's just at the piano <laughs> the whole time telling his story. Oh my gosh! No, it's like it's so just. The, it's sexist. It's the Ooh, songs are not catchy. Woof. Like it's just they it take. It's like they squeezed all of the good parts of Big, and like the shit that came out was what the musical was, and that was just me listening to the soundtrack. Okay, well this was much better than that. Even though I found it to be kind of you know mediocre ish. Well, um, the toxic the, events. Oh, yeah. Good, yeah. Yeah. yeah no, the same like, expectations. Yeah. I was a little bit like, really, we're going to watch this. Okay. I like these guys. This will be fun, but I don't know how I'm going to yeah. feel about this. This sounds pretty <laughs> cringy. And I, you know, it was, it was decent. It was decent. I'm glad you, yeah. The songs, you are, it. songs are catchy. So. One thing, I mean, one thing I really appreciated about it was just the stagecraft. I mean, the set, yeah. the set the was set incredible, was especially looking back at what they were doing in the early days when they first debuted this. It's, it's massive. They have these big, you know, kind of industrial pipes that serve multiple purposes. Yeah, they, the they, library, the and, library like, and the hair yeah, salon, right. I think, right? Like yeah. they've got these little pieces that you can sort of, like, like drawers out, that you like can pull out. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah, they know what to do with their space and to make it really creative and, and, that to me is true craft. Oh yeah. 
No, I mean, like, uh, I, I bet the show is a lot more exciting in the audience than it is on, on like, watching it on Broadway HD. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed it, but uh, um, definitely, I feel like the musical is a little unfinished, and I, I feel like, you know, if we add, if they added some of the elements that we were talking about, you know, and trying to, like, you know, because it'd be cool to kind of get an idea of Melvin before everything really gets started off. And even if the Springsteen style uh, oh, singer, the legend, like the it, legend it, of the toxic Avenger. I thought, I, I thought it would have been really cool if he would have like, you know, followed Melvin around a little bit more at the beginning and given him like a little, like, you know, like first act Melvin. I exists, like that. You know, because he's supposed to be, you know, the Toxic Avenger is a folk hero. So we have a folk singer who's singing, you know, sort of yeah. ballads about him. But he came in like weirdly late in the musical. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I saw like mm-hmm. from the, the short like minute and a half trailer or whatever on YouTube. I was like, oh, that's going to be a recurring thing. That's the Greek chorus of this movie. Yeah, and right. It doesn't come in until like halfway through or right, something. Um, I thought that was a missed opportunity. Um, so Lloyd Kaufman created this uh, lo- wonderful, wonderful uh, musical fun time, including all the musical and other properties that are connected to it. But um, so his uh, full name is Stanley Lloyd Kaufman Jr. And he was born on December 30th, 1945 in New York City. And he never really wanted to make movies, as I mentioned. Um, but he did want to work on Broadway musicals, which is odd, oddly enough. Um, and in Yale, like I mentioned, uh, he was there in 1968, uh, as well as Oliver Stone and George W. Bush. So like that makes... Whoa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, it's odd bedfellows, right? So, like, he hooked up with his filmmaker friends, uh, Robert Edelstein and Eric Sherman, and uh, that's how he sort of got connected to, like, uh, loving Roger Corman films, and then he actually got to work on Saturday Night Fever and uh, the Rocky film. No way. Mm-hmm. I know. So, like, he, he legitimately has some, like, serious street, like, filmmaking street cred, like, especially as an indie, but, like, you know, um, like, and, and, like, he's sort of, you know, uh, class of Newcomb High, uh, hugely, uh, like, popular cult film, um, I, I guess is also a part of the Museum of Modern Art. MoMA. MoMA, yeah. Like, yeah. he got an award from MoMA, um, and uh, uh, he did Tromeo and Juliet, uh, Terror Firmer. And Sergeant Kabuki Man, NYPD. Yeah, I bet that holds up really well. Oh, man. Woof. In this film.org, where it does talk about um, him being a gay man, it also says he was inspired by the works of George Gershwin. Oh, cool. Rodgers and Hammerstein and Rodgers and Hart. I mean, there's his musical roots. Yeah. Like, I don't know why he didn't get more involved in the musical and trying to get them to, to add more elements to the story and the t- cartoon, right? Like, they didn't even have a shout-out for the, the theme song. Toxic Crusaders, Toxic Crusaders. I've got a full list of bedtime YouTube material. Now. We've yeah. got Toxic Crusaders. We've got the Chuck Norris <laughs> yeah. cartoon. The Chuck Norris Karate Commandos. Karate Commandos. Karate Commandos. Okay, wow. <laughs> I'm I'm envisioning something, so yeah, yeah. And was it Rambo and the Force of Freedom? <laughs> wow, I know, right? I, and no what, wonder what we're the world way we, we are right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> I mean, theoretically, I was the demographic for those cartoons. Yeah. Um, did not see them somehow. And probably better Good for job. it. <laughs> I did but, love um, Chuck Norris. I loved toxic, Walker, Texas you know, Ranger. There's to- an episode. Toxic was actually the least toxic of the three. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> yeah, the other two sound very, uh, at, at the very least, libertarian, but probably Republican. Yeah, probably Republican <laughs> like tough, tough man must beat down, must. Uh, uh. Well, and that's kind of like the thing I really like about Toxic Avenger in general, because like I feel like it's not just about like toxic waste, but it's also about toxic masculinity as well. Yeah, right. Totally. Like, you have like all these moments, like you know, for, first off, like there's like a constant threat of rape in the in the in the show, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. and like not only that, it's just like this gym culture of like masculinity that also exists. It's like everyone just seems to accept and go along with. Mm-hmm. And like, it's, it's just really interesting um, because like Toxie, like even when he becomes big and strong, finally. Right. And, and like happy about his penis size. Um, <laughs> he's, right. There's My a big French boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> like even even after that, he tries to be gentle and kind. They need to add a. They need. They really do need victim character, like a victim character that constantly is in there that he's saving, other mm-hmm. than Sarah. He needs to save someone else other than Sarah. Right, because I don't. I don't know that I would even call Sarah a, a victim. She just kind of exists. Yeah, she's not. Right. Yeah, she's, she's just kind of there. Really, like, like, like as she's a love not object. Just, she's like. not just girlfriend. She's not just victim. She she exists as an entity. One thing I did want to say about Lloyd Kaufman that I haven't yet, uh, he is the hardest working man, I think, in uh, uh, video and film with like over 500 film credits on his IMDb. Wow. wow. By all uh, by all accounts, from what I've heard, still working. Yeah. Yeah. He's still he's out there. So. You know? yeah. Yeah, I saw like, him on, he was on, there was a series on Shudder called Cursed Films. Uh, a couple of years ago, no, maybe just a year ago, and, and he was featured heavily throughout that, and he still seems just very vibrant, full of energy and passion for the craft. So, and it's awesome. He has earned his fans because the level of work he's willing to put in to like give them what they want, like, and he's just like he, he seems to always know how to like set up his words to like you know present Lloyd Kaufman as like quintessential Lloyd and also to like, you know, try to pull more people on board with like the whole like Tromaville like existence, you know, and uh, you know, he's, he's trying really hard because obviously with like the whole like uh, media conglomerates, like sort of merging and like closing out independence, it makes it a lot harder for him. Cause like he used to be on the shelves like multiple multiple films of his were on the shelves of Blockbuster and Hollywood Video, right? I feel like he had a section unto himself on those. <laughs> like he <laughs> like didn't, but it felt that way because it was like every fourth movie is a Lloyd Kaufman movie. It's like Surf Nazis Must Die and Nuke I mean, and High Police and... Academy was usually nestled in there too, somewhere, <laughs> yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> uh, uh, characters in the original movie, I just want to uh, point out Jennifer Baptist, who played Wanda, was in the film Lily in Love with Christopher Plummer. Whoa. I know, right? Wow. <laughs> I've never heard of that, but I, I love me some Christopher Plummer. I, like I know, Chris, Christopher yeah, Plummer's pretty Christopher awesome. Christopher Plummer's amazing. Yeah. Now, uh, and uh, um, uh, Cindy Mannion, uh, who played Julie, was in Brian De Palmer's Blowout and in Preppies. That's in a great movie. I know, right? Blowout's like, amazing. Like, it's the only John Travolta movie I like, probably. <laughs> that's, that's, it's just uh, wiping wow. out a lot of film history, <laughs> but... I mean, it is what it is. And also, <laughs> um, uh, Pat Ryan, who was Mayor uh, Peter Belgoody, um, was in Birdie with Nicolas Cage and Invasion USA with Chuck Norris. <gasps> I know, right? <laughs> I do have a soft spot for Invasion USA. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, and, like, it's really interesting. Like, uh, it's sad that, like, the majority of these people probably have, like, uh, really haven't done that that much. But, like, uh, um, it's kind of cool, like, the connections they have made. Hello, and welcome again to America's favorite television show. Let's play... Toxic Avenger, Toxic Crusader, Toxic the Musical, or Toxic Polluter? The trivia game show where you guess the origins of the names that I will provide to you. Is it Toxic Avenger, Toxic Crusader, or Toxic the Musical, or a toxic polluter. Please make your best trauma approved belching noise to buzz in. Oh, wow. And the I best belch. I let way too many of those go early. Yeah. <laughs> and the best belch wins the buzz off. Then answer with your best guess. And as always, points are worthless and arbitrary. So let's begin. <laughs> All righty. All right. All right. So first... We have a great gentleman. Uh, our first guest is from Michigan. His name is Steven, and he's one of the podcast hosts of Every Horror Movie on Netflix, which is available on your favorite podcast locations. So why don't you say hello, Steven? Hello. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm just a huge fan of the Toxic Avenger and all of his various iterations throughout uh, show business history, and uh, excited to sort of test my, test my weight in this game. 
That's an amazing response, Stephen. Thank you so much. The next guest we have, our hometown favorite, and he's on a podcast. What is this called? Uh, talks, uh, talking musical history? I've never uh, heard of that. Yeah, me either. Uh, <laughs> Kevin, Kevin, um, please tell us about yourself. Yeah, well, I am looking forward to talk about Toxie and something that I've not known about until recently, so fire away. Excellent, excellent. So, one more important note. I will refrain, important note, I will refrain from using a name that shows up in more than one property. And remember, this is Toxic Avenger, Toxic Crusader, Toxic the Musical, or Toxic Polluter. All right. All right, let's begin. Now, um, I will read the question, and the best buzz goes first. I will call your name. Venomous scum. The clue is venomous scum. Is it a toxic avenger, a toxic crusader, a toxic musical character, or a toxic polluter? That was a burp. I mean, that technically. Burp, so yeah. you got it. Okay, you was that guess. your burp? That, that was a burp. <laughs> Kevin, yeah. Kevin burped in first. Go ahead, yeah. Kevin. I would take a random stab and say toxic crusader. All right, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry, Kevin. That is not the right answer. Would you like to steal, Stephen? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, just wasted a burp on that one. I will say. I will say the musical, Toxic Adventure, the musical. Oh, I'm sorry. No points this round. Um, it. He is a toxic polluter from Captain Planet. Toxic polluter from Captain Planet. Venomous. Oh. Venomous scum. Are you ready to continue to play? Yes, yes. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm right. not, but let's go. All right. <laughs> Yvonne. Now, is Yvonne a toxic polluter, a toxic avenger, a toxic crusader, or in the toxic musical? Ooh. Yvonne. Gosh, all I can think of is Pee Wee's Playhouse. Miss Yvonne. <laughs> She's not a toxic polluter, though. I don't think. <laughs> Maybe all the yes, hairspray. We have a burp in. All right. That will taking a guess at um, Toxic Avenger? Oh, I'm sorry, Kevin. Yvonne is not a Toxic Avenger. Steven, would you like to steal? Is she a Toxic Crusader? She is, in fact, a Toxic Crusader. Ding, 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 ding. And Steven gets a million points. I just wandered in drunk off the street, and a million points sounds great to me. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. And it rhymed. Um, so uh, Sarah is replaced with Yvonne in the cartoon. Why? I mean, but really, why? Uh, anyway. I, I, we're I, the, <laughs> <laughs> no. That's neither here nor there. All right. Um, <laughs> next up. Knuckles. Knuckles. Is he... Knuckles. It's a fun <laughs> word. Knuckles. <laughs> Knuckles. Like uh, the Sonic character, but not him at all. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad you rolled that out because yeah. I imagine to travel that quickly, you must have a massive carbon footprint. Um, hmm. So, Toxic Avenger, Toxic Crusader, Toxic the Musical, or Toxic Polluter? Yes, Steven. You to- in. Toxic Avenger. You are correct. Toxic Avenger. Ding, 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 ding. I will give you another. Now you're at two million points. Two million points. And uh, can I just like cash these out any time? Uh, yeah, you can get them what for are they doll worth? hairs. Oh, a million doll hairs. A million doll hairs. <laughs> I can't even trade them for crypto. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> you can get cryptic doll hairs. There you go. <laughs> Appropriate for Halloween, maybe. <laughs> All right. Um, our, the next clue is... Hexus. Hexus. Is Hexus a toxic avenger, a toxic crusader from the toxic musical, or a toxic polluter? Use Hexus uh, in a sentence, please. Hexus is an odd person who seems to not like much. Can you spell Hexus? H E X X U S. Okay. Toxic polluter. Ding, 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 ding. Kevin gets five points for getting Hexus. No, I'm just kidding. You can have a million points. All right. <laughs> Yay! Yes. And uh, um, uh, I will give you, I will let you tie if you can guess where Hexus is from. Tim Curry in Ferngully, the bing, last bing, bing, rainforest. Boom, 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 boom. Wow. 
Great job, Kevin. Now we have it all tied up at two million apiece. The next clue is Shaniqua. Is Shaniqua a toxic avenger? A toxic crusader? Uh, <laughs> I am Kevin is buzzed in. It's a toxic avenger musical. Yes, the toxic avenger musical. The only black me uh, the only black name that shows up there. Yep. Yeah, so great job with that. Great job with that. Um, all right. The next clue is Dr. Kilimoff. Dr. Kilimoff. Is he? <coughs> yes. He's just faking burps at this point. I'm guessing that's Toxic Crusaders. That is Toxic Crusaders. Great All job. Right. Steven takes the lead with three million. All right. Now, Cigar Face. Cigar Face. Is Cigar Face a Toxic Avenger? A Toxic Crusader from the Toxic Musical or a Toxic Polluter? Cigar face. Yes, Kevin. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Toxic Crusader. Correct! It is Toxic Crusader. We're back tied up at three million apiece. Back in the 90s when you could even talk about smoking in a children's show. Yeah. Right? Interesting. <laughs> Wait, did you say Avenger or Crusader? Crusader. Oh, you said Crusader? I'm sorry, yeah. you're wrong. I was wrong? You're oh. Wrong. You can't say it. The again. points have already been awarded, though. I, I think mean, he, he's entitled to those. I'm sorry, we're going to have to just delete that question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, no. I'm sorry, it was just getting deleted. All right, Dr. Fishbian. Dr. Fishbian. Toxic Avenger, Toxic Crusader. Yes, Steven. <laughs> I'm glad that that was enough to get me on the board. Um, <laughs> I'm going to guess Toxic Avenger. Exactly. Uh, wrong. It's <laughs> oh, no. not right. That's not right. Kevin, do you want to steal? I'm going to go with Toxic Crusader. Oh, I'm sorry. Toxic Avenger the Musical. This is from the Toxie Musical. Which we oh. should know because we just we watched just it watched a week it. ago. Yeah, but that's all right. Can you, can you, wait, who was that? Um, I think that was the, the, the black well, dude. Was the black scientist with yeah. the evil love. Ah, uh, got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, kind of forgettable. Yeah. No, it's all right. <laughs> that's why I forgot. Yeah. I mean, like... Very minor role. <laughs> no, no, and, and, like, that's the other thing. Like, I wish the roles in between them were a little bit more definitive. But back to the game show. Yeah. <laughs> Mayor Max Grody. Is he a Toxic Avenger, Toxic Crusader, Toxic Avenger the Musical, or a Toxic Polluter? <coughs> yeah, Steven, go. I'm going to guess Toxic Polluter. That sounds like a real name. No, I'm so sorry. Kevin, do you want to steal? I'm going to go with Toxic Avenger. No, I'm so sorry. He is a Toxic Crusader. Uh, Mayor Max Grody replaces uh, the Bell Goody characters in both the musical and the Avenger series. So, hmm. um, yes, he, he's renamed Mayor Max Grody for Because he's Grody? Uh, oh. That was bad too. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And last but not least, our last clue. Our last clue. Or maybe it is least. I don't know. The Don. The Don. The Don. Is he a toxic avenger, a toxic crusader from the toxic musical, or a toxic polluter? Burp. Yes. Go ahead. I'm going to say, I don't know why I didn't do that sooner. I'm going to say toxic crusader. I'm so sorry. The Don is not. A Toxic Crusader. Well, fuck my life. I'm going to say Toxic Polluter. Yes, the Don is, in fact, a a Toxic Polluter. Donald Trump's administration undercut progress on climate pollution, ocean and and, and oceans, and Trump's policies made the climate change crisis worse in America and around the world. Oh, what do you know? Yeah, I know. And uh, um, (laughs) first off, I would like to thank you both. You guys have done amazing on this game show. And thank you again for joining us on today's show of Toxic Avenger, Toxic Crusader, Toxic Avenger the Musical, or Toxic Polluter. Thank you and come back again. And stay green, everybody. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Let's protect Mother Earth. Uh, well, I guess uh, um, we're we're kind of at the end of our show. You yeah, know? and we wanted to thank Stephen for coming on to talk about the Toxic Avenger. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you for having me, guys. And oh my god, this has been so fun. You both are invited. Uh, we'll find a good fit for a movie soon, and yeah. uh, I'll be in touch. Yeah. 
So we will be back with um, Newsies. Newsies. Next time we will be talking about Newsies. So thank you all for joining us with a special Halloween episode of Talking Musical History Podcast. I'm Kevin. And I'm Chris. Remember, folks, learn from our story. Stay spooky. Hot lyrics coming out our mouths. We are working all the time. Swift fun, poli-sci gags, with social comments that are fine. Got crazy verses, 80s beats, musicals ignite our flame. We feel the heat, we lose control, we're so excited. Now come and listen to our musical talk, musical talk. We're talking history with our musical talk, musical talk, musical talk. We're talking history with a musical talk. Lloyd Kaufman brought us here to examine toxic life and satisfy our need for gore and musicals. Musical talk. We're talking history with a musical talk. Musical talk. Musical talk. We're talking history with a musical talk. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 